0: He knows my name. He knows your name. He knows more than your name. He knows every hair that is on your head. He counts them. He counts them. The depth and the knowledge of the love of God is truly incomprehensible. Incomprehensible. I love that song. All the songs point to the direction we want to go today. I want to bring bring greetings from Elohim. Uh, There's also another church in uh, Belize, in the um, northern part also. Helping with the name of the church in um, Libertad Baptist Church. Uh, Many of you started there and you have grown to a place of a great relationship with them. I never like to not look at what they're doing. I ask for prayers for the pastor, Anthony and his family, and for all those that you have come in contact with, those that have been to Belize before. I'm encouraging you, uh, as a first time maybe, to come, it will be truly a different experience for you. I am truly grateful and honored to be here today. Want to give thanks to God, our Father. Want to give thanks to Dr. Bond and his family, to my best friend, Justice Pastor Whitty, and his family. There has been truly tremendous. They've been host- hosting me. And uh, he leaves no sterns, stone unturned. Now he reach out. There are a few of you, uh, like uh, Deacon Smith, Mike Smith. He, he, he doesn't like me calling that, but the Bible says "When once you call, you call. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and Brother Benson, uh, it's such a wonderful time. I'm totally uh, overwhelmed. I was invited to the Zapata's house for dinner. I, they know that I love food by now, and everyone in this church knows this. I love food. I enjoy <laughs> food, okay? And so when I come, I look forward to eating the things that I don't have the privilege of enjoying in Belize. I am uh, grateful. If you look to your left and to your right, tell me what do you see. Take a look to your left and to your right. What do you see? Let me tell you what you're looking at. You're looking at Ecclesia. Amen? You're looking at the Ecclesia, the body of the living God, Christ, the head. We start off by singing a song in regards to his. Uh, we're running, running out of the grave. Yes. Amen? Amen? Well, I want to go in that direction. I want to go in that direction. I love that song because it's right on top of uh, where I want to go. Before we go there, let's have a word of prayer, and let's get into the word. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for your greatness, your awesomeness. Yes. You are truly out of this world. <laughs> And you came into this world to reveal yourself, to make yourself known to man and to those that are willing to submit, to come to you, giving us a life that is far beyond what we can imagine or think. How great you are. How great you are. There is none like you. There will never be any like you. You're the one and only true and living God. We give you thanks for our our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, our King, and for your Holy Spirit that you have sealed us with that says that we belong to you. Hence, we give you glory in Christ's name. We are citizens of the kingdom of God. Ecclesia Ecclesia as we are part, a part of that, we are citizens of that kingdom. I'm not going to go there. I wanted to. And the Holy Spirit told me to stick to what I, what I give you. <laughs> so I have to be obedient. Amen? Amen. If, it, if He allows me to go that direction, then we'll go. But for right now, I want to focus on a very important subject, I believe, that we have somehow, from time to time, Uh, gotten away from, and that's the subject of the resurrection, the doctrine of the resurrection. I'm not going to teach a doctrine today, but I will pull something out of there and see if we could put it into practical application, what it did, what God did through the resurrection of his son, and the opposition to that resurrection, and all that comes with that if there's anyone in here struggling for the lack of purpose and destiny, I pray that at the end of this day, that will change. It's the only place I have found a complete blueprint of my life and your life into eternity. And so, it is so important to me, I thought it would be good to take another look at it again. Amen? The fundamental, the doctrine is truly a fundamental doctrine, and men has been struggling and debating it over the years. Uh, and rightfully so. Uh, I'm going to give you some scriptures, but um, work with me if you may. It's the fundamental, fundamental truth of the Christian faith. And it's so important that we understand as much as we can from it. We also have a lot of opposition to this, to this doctrine. In the Latin uh, community, they would look at the crucifix the crucif- and they would hold to the fact that Jesus died. Even in the American uh I want to say liberal uh, churches, they would hold to the fact that Jesus died and that he was buried, but they miss one thing. They don't focus on this resurrection. They don't focus on this resurrection. And I see that as an opportunity for us as citizens of the kingdom of Christ, of God, to take advantage of that and to go into all the world and preach the the risen Christ. The risen Christ. And all that that contains and all that that is about. Amen? Amen. The thing is, he has has to be risen in us first. First. In me, in you. And when Christ is risen in you and in me, The life that we live is no longer for ourselves, but is unto God. We become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Sin is no longer a thing that we gravitate to. We become dead to it and alive unto God. And in Christ, in Christ, this is where we find life. In the risen Christ, we find life. Men over the centuries have, to, uh, have sought to deny the resurrection. And you have to ask yourself why. As you go through the Gospel of Matthew and Luke and John and even the Book of Acts, you find some uh, argument there. The only book I haven't found it in, and maybe it is, I'll leave that up to the theologian. We have Dr. Bond here who help me out with that maybe one day. I haven't found it in, in Mark. Maybe it's there. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. And that is important to us, because I want to look at seven things that took place in that resurrection today: Seven exaltation of Christ. I'll, I will give them I will give them to you. If you take you're a person that likes to take notes, you could do so. If you don't have a paper or a pencil or something, or if you have a pen, flip to the middle of your Bible where that little white page is there with nothing on it, and then you make a little bit of notes there. Amen? Hallelujah. We have a situation here, and I'm so thankful for what... Uh, Pastor, what you have just shared with us. We have a liberal movement that is swinging in our nation, this nation, and it comes out of the Protestantism, American Protestantism. They're legalistic in their ways. And they don't promote the resurrection of Christ either. They acknowledge that. But they put it in a form, along with the other den- some of the other denominations, such as the, the Roman Catholic. They put it in a form that uh, Socrates and Plato and Aristotle talks about in the soul of the dead. In this world, they say that the only way that you can or was risen is through a faith in a uh, spiritual resurrection. So what are they doing? They're denying the physical, bodily resurrection of Christ. And that is so important to the Christian. It is in the bodily resurrection that uh, everything that God has given us uh, lies. Right. No body, we're dead. And, and I'm moving a little bit quickly here. Why the body, the resurrection body? The scripture tells us that God gave his son to us to die for us. The prophecy, the prophets spoke of this in the Old Testament and even in New And so those things had to be fulfilled. The bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ becomes important simply because everything concerning the ecclesia comes from there. No body, no head, or no head, no body. The body of Christ is not about a religious group of people the body of Christ is about a government a government the scripture used words like we're going to reign with Christ amen, amen. we're going to rule with him over what he's the king of kings lord of lord he is our king, and I pray that he is your king. We are, we are his subjects, his citizens. In our world today, we choose who we're going to allow to dictate our lives to us. How are they going to run our lives? In the kingdom of God, God is the one that already put in place how we are to govern ourselves in his kingdom. Amen? Amen? And that happens simply because of the, the bodily resurrection of our Lord. The first thing, the, uh, the first exaltation of the body of, of Jesus Christ is in the resurrection and it's in itself. In the resurrection. And so, as I said before, uh, man has been working really diligently to deny that bodily resurrection. When you look in the book of Matthew, you find stories about, you know, well, they stole the body. Well, if the body was stolen, uh, somebody had the body. If it was the enemy of God that had the body, uh, or the enemy of Christ, at some point in time, they would have manifested the body to show that the resurrection didn't take place. And so they conjured up a story saying, let's say, and this was from the high priest, they stole the body and they bribed the guards to tell the story, to spread this false narrative of the bodily resurrection. And they got whatever amount of money they agreed to, to denial of this bodily resurrection. we cannot move forward unless we do so. The second part, uh, the second thing on the list is his ascension. His ascension. The scripture says that he was ascended to heaven and what does simply mean that he went back to his pre-incarnation where his glory was and is. He went back there. He had to go back there because he came from there. Jesus was not of this world. He came into this world, into history. He's not a part of history. He came into the history of the world. And so uh, we need to, I believe, understand these things. He had to go back had to go back. If you recall, Jesus told uh, Mary, uh, was it Martha, help me if I'm going off here, not to touch me yet because I have not been to the Father. He had to go back to the Father to pick up what? His glory that he once had with the Father. And the beautiful thing with this is a sidestep. He took that glory and gave it to the Ecclesia. The glory of God given to the Son, He gave to us. He gave to us. His present-day ministry is what? He is seated, this is number three, He is seated at the right hand of the Father. He is seated on the Father's throne. What does that mean to you? We'll get to that. If you recall in the Scriptures, the woman, this lady, came to Jesus Christ and says, this, um, "In your kingdom, could you have my son sit on your right side?" Or that is not my place. That is not my place to give nor to do. That's the Father's. Uh, responsibility. He was already, as far as the father is concerned, destined to sit at his right hand. So he had to go back, he had to take up his rightful uh, position, his place. His current day, number four, his present day ministry is what we all know, and what is that? Come, Let me hear you. He is doing what at the right hand of the Father? For us. For us. Understand that. Settle that in your soul, in your heart. He's ever interceding for us. He's ever interceding. He's ever interceding. Even when we do something and God will say, let's get rid of this cat. You know, let's get rid of this person. He says, no, 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 no. I die for that person. He'll come around. She'll come around. The song that you sings, he says that he took away my shame. He did. He took away our shame, our griefs, and all those things that we encounter without Christ. I love this part that I'm going to because I believe that this is so important. And number four, uh, he's coming back. Yes. Amen. He's coming back. And when he comes back, you talked, we sang earlier about running out. We were busting out that grave. Amen. <laughs> Eh, yeah, maybe, if that's where some of us may be, we'll we bust out of that grave. And for those that are alive and well, we'll be gone for a moment. He'll be coming back. To earth, to, to do what? Not only is he coming back, uh, just like he's coming back in his power and his glory. He'll be coming back in his power and his glory. His power, why? Think about the word power, think about the word reign, think about the word authority. What is that saying to you and I? As a police officer, they have what we call delegated authority. They don't have absolute authority or power. The only person that has that is a sovereign God. But he has given us the authority while we are here on earth to do his father and our father business. This one gentleman that I I know, uh, and you have to excuse me, some of you. uh, He said, Jesus, uh, tell us to go and take care of the father business. That's Ebonics. Amen? (laughs) Amen. He used to use it in the world of the drug world. Got to take care of business. But he's come back to take care of, he gave us this authority and power to take care of our father, business, business. And what is that business? To seek and to save that was lost. To seek and to save. That's why he came. And now he had put this, uh, this, uh, Commission, we call it the Great Commission, on us. It says, go. Seek unto save. We seek. He already saved us. So through the gospel, we share the gospel of his death, burial, and resurrection. And to whosoever hear and is willing to surrender their lives, then we have done that part in that individual's life. We're not saving that person. We're not saving the world. The world has already been saved by the death of Jesus Christ. We use the scripture, John three sixteen a lot. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. When Jesus Christ died, buried, and rose again from the dead, the entire world was saved. Now, we have to make a decision, a choice, whether or not we want to be a part of his kingdom, his kingdom. So, we're here to take care of his business, not your business, not your uh, goals and private goals that you may have. And I find this to be something. Hear, hear me carefully. I am not saying that we, uh, in, uh, as uh, uh, individually or even collectively, should not have. Uh, goals, aspirations, but it should be within the confinements of God's Word. Today we are fighting about what I want to do. And in relationships, my word, that I love, is becoming a problem because The the wife wants to do what she wants to do. The husband wants to do what he wants to do. The children wants to do what they want to do. The dog wants to do what he wants to do. And the cat wants to do what they want to do. Something's messed up. Amen. Everybody wants to do their own thing. And the Lord is saying, not so. Not in this kingdom. Not in my kingdom. We go to the king. The king gave us instruction. We go and we carry out that instruction. We don't tell the king what to do. Right. The king tells us what to do. Amen. Amen. We get yeah, one of the things that really are really exciting to me, that when I get uh, communication, that this person is getting married, that person is getting married. I love that. I don't want to hear that you're shocking up. You know. Fornicating. I don't want to hear that you're, you know, you're having a little thing on the side. That's not of the spirit of God. You're not serving God that way. And, you know, well, I'm only, yeah, yeah, right. Right. <laughs> We could come up with some excuse that a you know, (laughs) I don't know. We cover up our sins so good. We hide our sins and when we hide the sins, guess what, sometimes we forget where we hide them. (laughs) And then the Holy Spirit, when we're going through the transformation process and the sanctification process, things become very difficult for us and we want to know why is this? Where is God? The Holy Spirit is working in us, going in these deep places, these deep recesses of our soul to dig out these things that we have hidden. Yes, that's right, that's right. We have to go through this process. And this is one of the most difficult processes in this Christian walk. We got to be set aside for the purpose of God. And if you're seeking your own thing and you run running away from this process of sanctification it gets harder and more difficult. What, uh, what I believe and come to know and also acknowledge it is easier to go through it but get help and the help comes from who? The Spirit of God and from your brothers and sisters, from your fellow citizens of the kingdom. Don't run off and hide. Don't think that no one knows. God knows. He's all-knowing. He's all-seeing. You, we can't hide from him. And when your pastor starts to pray, and in his prayer time, and he begins to reveal it to the pastor, and when he starts preaching from the pulpit, he says, but how you know that? This one must went and tell the pastor what I'm doing. Okay. No, no. It's the Holy Spirit revealing to the pastor what you and I are doing in secret. And that's why we need to transform our way of thinking with the truth. The truth. The scripture says that our ways are not God's ways. And the way he thinks, we don't think that way. But he wants us to come to this place when we begin to think like him and act like him. He said, I would never get attained that. Yes, you can. Yes. In, in the Latin language, it says, si sí, I learned a few things in Belize, amen? <laughs> yes, you can. But you got to be willing to surrender and to become obedient to the Holy Spirit. Here's the beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit. We sang about it again. He will comfort us he would guide us. He would lead us into all truth. Man, we are. Some of us are trying to figure out our lives, and the Holy Spirit is right there to tell us how to go and come, when to go, what not to do, what to do. The brother read a, from the Psalms just now, and he said, "Sila." Pause a moment and think about that. The question is, what are you doing? Are you seeking to do your own own thing or building your own kingdom? Or are you yielding to God's spirit and allowing him to work out in you, to work in you, I'm sorry, and what he put in you, work it out? He's working in the truth, God's purpose for our lives, and he's also working it out in us. And it gets a little testy at times, challenging at times. That's when you know what you're made of and who, truly, and who you truly believe in. What side of the fence you're on, or are you standing on the fence itself? From Monday to Saturday you go and do your own thing, but Sunday you come and you act so holy. Holy praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And as soon as that flipped next man, do you know that they're having a party done at the (laughs) No. God is consistent in all his ways. Amen. There's no shadow. And I love that. There's no shadow of turning in him. Yes. Again, we'll say, well, I can't be like that. I can do all things through Christ. That's what the word of God tells me. I'll have issues, but I have to trust that. I have to believe that. And cry out to him. Daily. Daily. He says, there's only two times I want you to come to me. Anybody know what those two times are? Night and day. <laughs> Night and day. I am with you always. With you always. The life of the ecclesia, or the subjects or members of the ecclesia, is an awesome, awesome, powerful life to live. Amen. Amen. Unfortunately, like I said, we have been trying to push people, men, and the Bible tells that in Jew that men have, that was among us came out from among us and went and tried to do something else. They have their own agenda. But it won't succeed. The only plan and, and, and agenda that God has will succeed. And we have come thus far. They have tried to hide things. They have tried to lie to, to men over the centuries. But one thing stands the same. And that's the truth, the Word of God. Amen. I was thinking a little, uh, a little earlier, and just bear with me. I'm just out of my spirit, I'm coming. These things are coming. Worship. Worship. True worship is what God, Jesus said, He's looking for. They worship worshiping in what? Spirit. And in what? Truth. True worship can only come from the truth in you and in me what is it we're telling our king our heavenly father how awesome he is how wonderful he is how powerful he is tell him about himself not about what's going on in you and don't look for something to feel good about it tell God about himself But you have to know something about him in order for you to do something awesome, spiritual, in your worship to him. That's all we are supposed to be interested in worshiping him in spirit and truth. Man, listen, all things he has given to us. There's no lack in the in the ecclesia. Mm -hmm. We have all sufficiency. And all the Father asks of us is to worship Him in spirit and in truth. And that sometimes becomes problem- problematic for some of us. I was listening to uh, a message some years ago. You, you that been here for a while, uh, there was things going on in St. Louis, I guess. Um, and so, Dr. Vaughn preached a message, the first message I ever listened to, he, and when he said it, he had to repeat it. He says, I'm going to preach today about the gospel of race. How many of you remember that, that it were here? The gospel of race. These barriers, we, we, we use this term barriers, there's no barriers in the kingdom of God that Jesus Christ did not break. We erect these barriers. We put up these barriers. I love this brother with my whole heart. And I told someone that if he needs my heart, he could have it. Amen? Amen? Amen. Because he's younger too. And maybe... <laughs> <laughs> and if, if it's a thing that it looks look like I'm going to die, my work has come to an end. But if he needs it to carry on, why not? Why I want to carry something that is good, and someone else can use it. He could have it. It's not even a decision for me to make. It's done. You know the depths of the love of God. Everything else points to Jesus Christ's future. We, have, we could look at the past, the present, and the future. And, and again, it looks so beautiful. His second coming, we talked about that, uh, coming back to earth in his power and glory. Number five, uh, he will, and, 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 and man, get this. If you don't get anything else, please get this. He's coming back to occupy the throne of David as ruler over, excuse me, the millennium earth. Hmm, ruler over the millennium earth, throne of David. Kings have throne. What's going on here? David had a kingdom, he was a king. He had subjects, he had citizens. Hmm. Yes, he worshiped, yes, he praised God, yes, he acknowledged God. Solomon took over a kingdom. And in, in, in his wisdom that his father taught him, he says, all that, in all that you get, son, get understanding. We're talking about a kingdom. And a kingdom is consists of a king, people, subjects, citizens, and a place. And all those things we have been told that we have in place already. We have our king, Jesus Christ, We are the citizens and the new earth is our home. We use use the term New Jerusalem, is our home. Why are you worrying about tomorrow? Deal with today for itself. Worry, take care of this by itself. Let this day take care of itself. Keep this again. Let me say this again. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We have a king. His name is Jesus Christ. We are his subject. And, and this, is, this is so beautiful. Guess what? Each one of us has been chosen by the king to be a part of his kingdom. We did not choose him, he chose us. Amen. And he said, come and reign with me. This sometimes in the mind, in our minds, we have to allow the Spirit of God to let it work in us. And then we begin to bring it, allow him to bring it out from us. Who do you work for? You would say, well, I work for these people, work for this company, work for that company. Well, I work for my king, Jesus, amen? amen. I, I, I work for him. You should work for him. And we are working for him. When we go on mission, when this uh, liberty go, uh, goes, not only here, but specifically in Belize, they're doing their work. And one of the things, I'm, I'm not sidetracking here. One of the things I love, I, you know, I ask the Spirit of God to please reveal to me the heart of Dr. Bond. I just don't want to know him as a man. I want to know what's it, what he has in his heart. Now, he won't reveal everything to me because that's not my business. That's between him and the Father, amen? But he will reveal to me how we can come together in this in the, in fellowship, we are citizens, we have a relationship in Christ. And then here comes the word there's a partnership between Ecclesia Ministry, Liberty Ministry, and Elohim ministry. We Come together, and we are part. We are all part of the Ecclesia. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Pastor, uh, speak Latin. So, maybe I need to sit down and talk about. We they have different words of that different way of spelling that word ecclesia. But I like the Greek one better, EKK. Amen. The E C C is the Latin version of it. And over the time men has the, the the French and the, the German and the English and the Dutch have ch- seek to change that. They had a, they had an agenda to insert a different word in there. Amen. And in the ecclesia, it's again for and represent the kingdom. The kingdom of Christ, of God the Father in Christ. Jesus, if you pay attention to his life, he was very political. He was never a religious person, although he was ultimately, and still is, the high priest, our high priest. When he was called, when he was taken before the high priest in that day and time, they asked him, are you such and such? He didn't answer them. Remember, he was taken before the high priest of the Hebrew people, the Jewish people. And they questioned him about many things, and he did not answer them. Why? Wrong court. That's not where he's supposed to be. When he went to Pilate now, and Pilate asked him, are you what they say you are, the king, the son, the king? He said, you said it. And you're right. Why he didn't speak to the priest, the high priest, but he spoke to Pilate? Authority. The priest had no right to question the king. He should be doing priestly things. the king died for him too understand who we are in Christ my brothers and sisters we're not we're no fly by night my mother would say people the scripture put it this way we are peculiar people <laughs> made in the image and likeness of our God. And so stop thinking about religion and start thinking as a subject of the kingdom yes. of our God. Amen. 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 <sighs> I'm watching the clock. Let me, let me just finish this, and then I'll, uh, I'll stop. OK. I pray that the Holy Spirit gave me another opportunity at some point in time. The six? Uh, number six. When he comes back, he will also come as the judge. Yes All right? He will judge. All of man or all of men at the great White Throne but he's a judge also. Uh, This was an interesting thing for me. Uh, I went to, I'm kind of revealing something here. I'm a young man, by the way. He said, is a young man. Tell me that. Passe is a young man. (laughs) I went to to file for my Social Security. (laughs) Passe is a young man. There was a dossier in this system on me. Everything that I've ever done, every place I've ever worked, was in the system. Did you do this? Hmm. Did you go here? And it, it, the reality of judgment and the White Throne became so real to me. <laughs> <laughs> If man can do that and know how much God. Amen. Amen. We can't hide you all. That's Ebonics. <laughs> <laughs> There's no place that we could run and hide. There's nothing that we can hide. He knows. He knows. And in my heart and in my soul, you know, we really need to take a closer look at what, where we are, what we're doing, how we're doing it, ah, and get these things that are not of the Spirit of God out of us. Yes. Amen. Amen. Amen? God did not put His this truth and, this, and His wisdom and His Holy Spirit in us for us to continue in foolishness. Well, I'm not talking to her because she said something about me. But then you still have to do, you have to, well, the school teachers, two the school teachers, you know. Not talking to the next center school teacher because she said something about me, and I don't really like what she said about me, but we have to do center school together. What, what kind of spirit is that? Community, a community has two things in common. Spirit attitude. Right spirit, right attitude. Right spirit, right attitude. Wrong spirit, wrong attitude. And the right spirit with the right attitude, harnessed together, brings about what? Success, victory. All that God is all about. I I learned something, I believe it was one day this week, one of the gentlemen, one of the brothers, took me to a baseball game. Yeah. <laughs> I went to see the Cardinals. Uh, and and, and um, at first I was really like, yeah. And then they, boom. <laughs> I haven't been to a baseball game in about 30 years. <laughs> so it was really important. And as I look at all the things that they have put in place to allow the people that are there to keep the same spirit and the same attitude for the home team. They debased the other team, but exalted their team. And they did everything that they could to do that, yet that team lost. The debased team was the one that came out victorious. Man has tried to do that to the church over the centuries. But we have the victory, amen? Amen. We're not going to get it. We have it. We have it. God will judge all those things. This is exciting to me. Seventh, the exaltation in a new heaven and a new earth. He will usher in and take, with, take us with him into what? Eternity. Eternity. My brothers, this is, if look back at these things, maybe you already know them, praise God. You have a, there's a plan that is greater than you and I. There's a plan that is greater than any plan that man can conjure up. God's plan and His purpose for those that are willing to bow their knees and declare that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and He came among men and He lived and walked among men. He was crucified, buried, and He rose again from the dead. And He's alive and well. Here's the thing, or the question. Can people see Christ in you? When people look at you, do they see Christ in you? When people listen to your choice of uh, your words, do they see do they hear Christ in you? Do they say you're a, they won't use the word peculiar, there's something about you that is different. Do they say things like that? You're weird. Yes, I am. In a good way. What are they saying about you determines what you're presenting to them, how you live your life before them. And this is something, again, sidebar, really is it a heart my heart we got to get our children thinking right but we as parents and grandparents must make a decision to do that the world is after stealing the very little righteousness or the truth that god have uh, by his spirit placed in them because once the truth is being removed, Satan has you. He has you. He's not interested in your, how good lo- you look, how fancy your earring, and your nails, and your toes, and your head and shoulders, and all these sort of things, and how handsome I am. Yes. Satan has no, good, no. He is after what Christ by his spirit has placed in me and in you. If he could snatch that out of you and begin to sway you to go the next way, he goes through and fro seeking those who he may, the word is may. You don't have to permit him to devour you. We give way to the devil. (laughs) Little Richard most of you heard of him. He said, "The devil made me do it." <laughs> the devil made me do it." What are you saying? What are you saying? The next generations of Christian is in this baby young man and young woman, but we got to do this right, amen? amen? we got to get rid of this false narrative that man has put in place. Uh, Pastor Fleming and I was talking to this brother, and it's not the first time I heard it, the first time I heard it here. Well, it's the white man. The white man is beating me down. And the white man is saying, I can't trust the black man. Isn't it funny that we have a very negative, narrow-mindedness when it comes to... You know what I'm saying? The very thing that it takes to sustain this young man, I need. What is that? Blood, right? No blood, no life. The very thing it will take for him to be able to walk together, for him and I to walk together, is one thing, truth. How can we walk unless we agree? The only thing that we have that we can truly agree on is apart from us, away from us, and that's the truth of God. That stands by itself. Amen. 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 I am so it is so beautiful today I, 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 Pastor I can't tell you what to do but I wish you two guys would just get together and do this thing and let's you know do some rock and roll around this place <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen 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 You all want that? I can't tell you that the pastor has to make that decision. Leave this up to the pastor. Uh-uh. Listen, I see here a wonderful, awesome opportunity. It did not happen because of uh, uh, Pastor Laurent. It did not happen because of Pastor Witte. It did not happen because of... Uh, I'm looking for him. Where is he at? Oh, back there. Back there. Uh, uh, pastor uh, um Bond. Dr. Bond. I used to call him Dr. Bond. Listen, you've got to give honor to who honor is due. He's Dr. Bond. (laughs) Not James Bond, Mike Bond. (laughs) Thank you Pastor Bond. (laughs) Amen. This did not happen by man. God, Christ told Paul this, uh, Peter this, fleshed and blood Did not give this. Did not reveal this to you. But it came from above. This did not happen because these two gentlemen, you know, and Dr. Bond decided that, yeah, let's do this. This this, this looked like a good thing, you know. Listen, there's there's issues that has to be worked out and there will be always, there will be something. But in Christ, with the right spirit and the right attitude, it can be done. All things can be done in Christ. Amen. Amen. Okay. The question is, are you willing to get up, give up a your little pet peeve thing about your color is thin, and do, and come to this place of neutrality. As Amos said, walk together. But you have to come to a place of oneness, agreement. Oneness is another area of equality. Jesus said it this way, my father and I are one. we are one. Equality is important because out of that, I can be obedient to Pastor Witte, to Dr. Bond, and vice versa. To Pastor uh, uh, Laurent, we can be obedient to one another without any schism And and, and all the foolishness that goes along with it. But we have to get our minds wrapped around truth. And let truth be the 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 difference or the 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 determined factor of our choices and decision that we make together, regardless of the pigmentation of our skin. Work needs to be done. Again, listen to the report. Uh, Abortion is down in St. Louis. It takes one to get this thing right, and it comes like the dominoes effect. It begins to fall. Amen? Only one place God needs to work with that. And if it's, if it's so, that is, Missouri is chosen for that, so be it. You know? Don't sit back and say, well, <laughs> I'm dirty. I'm looking to go hang out at the ball game. I got to go play some basketball. I can't, I don't want to do that. that, you know, let them take care of that. No, 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 no. This is about kingdom business, amen? amen? Kingdom business. There are some things that, the, that the, the ecclesia does not have to and should not be getting involved with. Homosexuality, we shouldn't get involved with that. Already God addressed that in Romans. <laughs> he gave them over to themselves. You know what I'm saying? He will deal with them. He had dealt with that. But that does not mean that we should stop preaching the gospel to them. I met a man I didn't know. I was a part of a men's group in Miami. And uh, my question to them, what was the one thing that they believe that they have received from their father that they hold on to today? For me, I shared mine first, so it would be like an icebreaker. I said, my father was a womanizer. I have six different sets of sisters and brothers. And I purpose in my life very early. That's not the path for me. One gentleman says, you know, reluctantly, I am gay. It was in in an environment that we were able to be open and honest with one another. There are too many things that we hide in, we think, but everybody else is seeing it. What is the first lie that you believe? First lie you believe. Can I get about five more minutes past First lie. Think about the first lie that you believe. We know that in Genesis, uh, there was a lie. What about your life? That first lie that you believe will determine a lot on the decisions that you make throughout your life, choices, amen? But we have the answer to those things. The answer is in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Hear him. Receive him. There's only good that he has made available to us. For us. Thank you in Christ's name. Shalom. I'm done.